that uh, Florida Beer Blog. Dave uh, did a review on that. And, oh, the, uh, FB, it's on FBB? Twitter, yeah. Dave is the aficionado mm-hmm. of Beer Blog. He is. From Mallory Square in Key West to the Governor's Mansion in Tallahassee and all points beyond, you're listening to the Florida Beer Podcast, powered by FloridaBeerBlog.com, your source for all things related to the craft beer community in the Sunshine State. And now your host, Dave Butler. And welcome to episode 10 of the Florida Beer Podcast, powered by FloridaBeerBlog.com, and in no way, shape, or form being attacked on social media by Natty Light, the way that my friends at the TLH Beer Society apparently are. So, welcome to today's episode want to give a big congratulations to Jay Wakefield Brewing in Miami for being named one of the 10 best beer festivals in the U.S. Got a bunch of awesome anniversaries that are being celebrated. One of them was a recent two-year anniversary from Palm City Brewing out in Fort Myers. I recently spoke to them. Unfortunately, the interview was conducted before the anniversary, and the anniversary has since passed, but you'll still get some awesome information on one of my favorite breweries here in the state of Florida, one of the most family-friendly places that I've ever been to. And if you read the blog and know anything about us, we are all about family-friendly breweries. (laughs) After that, we are going to chat with Yeasty Brews, who is in Lauder Ale, a suburb of the Fort Lauderdale area. They don't have a tap room just yet, but if you're going to the third annual South Florida Taco Battle and Craft Beer Festival, you are going to be able to try a couple of their beers. So we're going to speak to the founders, get an idea for who Yeasty Brews is, and where you can find them after the taco battle is over. Hopefully you'll be there. I'll be there as well. And finally, we are going to chat with Mother Kombucha, a kombucha brewery based out of St. Petersburg, Florida, who just recently premiered their products at Whole Foods, in addition to various other locations around the state of Florida. Had a couple of their kombuchas, fantastic stuff, and we're going to learn a little bit more about them, what it takes to make a kombucha, and some of the flavors that they provide. Thank you very much and enjoy today's show. As you can tell by the relative loudness, we are at Palm City Brewing in Fort Myers, the very tail end of Fort Myers. Tail end. <laughs> With uh, Ron, the taproom manager here. Ron, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing good. The one thing that I want to start off with, because I think it's amazing, and obviously I'm here with mine, is that there's a lot of kids yes. here. Yes. And this is one of the most family-friendly breweries that I've ever seen in the state of Florida. Actually, anywhere. <laughs> so, why is that? Is that, is that an intentional focus? That that um, is an intentional focus. Uh, uh, so Ryan and Marianne, the owners, they have two little girls and they have another child on the way. And, uh, and, and, and in the process of, um, of 
of building the brewery when we were that, that was that was one of that was one of the one of the important points was to was to be very family friendly, very kid friendly, and have, you know, just a place for for um, for younger families to be able to come hang out and you know be able to enjoy themselves yeah. and, and be comfortable. So tell you it's a lot more likely for us to stick around for a little <laughs> yeah. bit if I can bring the little yeah. one and she can enjoy herself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, how um, you're coming up on your anniversary, yes. right? Yes, we are. That's two. Yes, correct? two years. Congratulations. Yes, two years. Thank you very much. So, it's been around for a couple of years. How did Palm City get started? Um, so, Palm City's growing got started. Um, it all got started actually, actually in a garage. Um, so, to Ryan, so uh, um, Ryan Bowen, who's the brewmaster, um, he, uh, he had a friend, Corey, who's Who's a husband of uh, of Marianne's his wife Marianne's best friend? Okay. Uh, and, and Corey actually introduced Ryan uh, into brewing uh, out in Portland, Oregon. Okay. Uh, and so that kind of got Ryan started with his first kit, and uh, kind of Ryan brought that back here, and it kind of turned into a hobby. And uh, from there, hobby turned into a passion. And, turned into Palm City Brewing, so um, it's probably, I think back in 2009 or so was when Ryan started, so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's been going pretty strong. It's a nice, you know, industrial chic warehouse. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. How many taps, what size system, what can people come to expect when they come here? Yeah, so we have a, uh, so we have a 10 barrel brew house, so we can make uh, upwards of roughly around 300 gallons. Um, we have, uh, we have 20 taps. In the tasting room, about you know, typically try to have about 16 to 18 of our own uh, beers that we make here in house. Um, then we also try to feature a couple of the local um, other Southwest Florida uh, breweries, um, also as well as guest taps. Excellent. Yeah, so coming in here, just a just a nice relaxed atmosphere. Our, our you know, um, being able to to balance balance the experience with having a, a great atmosphere and having great beers um, somewhere that you'll you know, like to come and stay and return. And uh, see, we've got a couple beers going on. I'm drinking the Golden Ale. Okay. Say. Yep. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so the Golden Ale. Um, um, that is our San Carlos proper. Yeah, that's okay. it's an interesting name. Yeah. I, so, I so it's uh, yeah. So it's so it's a uh, so Golden Ale. It, it's a. Uh, um, um, it's a lawnmower beer, which is kind of like a nickname, okay. right? Okay. So it's so we so we call it San Carlos proper, just to kind of pay tribute to our to our surrounding San Carlos community, and it's really a symbol of just a just a hardworking individual that okay. you know, just when you're done, you know, when you're done working, be able to to have to have a nice, sessionable, clean, crisp, light golden ale. And, yeah, more than one. Yep. Yeah. It's every note perfectly. Yeah. I know my wife is going for a thousand and one nights because yeah. she loves her uh, porters and stouts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So a thousand one nights. It's a. Um, um, it's a. Uh, uh, it's a coconut coffee uh, milk stout. Okay. Okay. So. Uh, so we use. Uh, so we use unsweetened toasted coconuts and uh, and uh, coffee to just kind of just kind of mellow it out. Just give a nice balance. So this is one that, that we made um, during back in back in December ish. Okay. Of 
for the season, and and actually, Thousand One Nights got his name um, because because the the piece of literature Thousand One Nights yeah. um, was the first. It's actually the first known piece of literature that the word coconut was used. Really? Yeah. So Interesting. Uh, uh, yeah, so Thousand One Nights was the was the collection of stories and actually came mm-hmm. from um, from Sinbad the Sailor. Mm-hmm. So on one of his voyages he sold coconuts. Interesting. So, yeah. So that's where the that's where our name came the name came from. I did not know that. So she kind of cool. Um, so I'm very happy that you were the first stamp on my Southwest oh, Florida nice. Ale Trail passport. Very nice. Um, great guys. Actually, gave me a couple to give out to oh, yeah. uh, to listeners of the podcast. Um, and one thing that I've spoken with them about and many other people is that beer, the beer scene in Southwest Florida, because yes. we're in Lee County, yes, and just below us is Collier, and then Charlotte's to the north. Correct. It's really starting to grow here. It is. Um, it's very what, exciting. And what, like, what have you seen being being a part, being an integral part of one of the breweries, handful oh, of breweries it's just, here? It's just been, it's just been really exciting. Just you know, just seeing like the growth and from where you know, just you know, five six years ago is really the time span where this whole boom took place. Um, and just seeing where you know, being able to see people like the progression of. Of breweries, whether they started small and have grown and expanded, and you know, just kind of seeing the progression and, and, and seeing more so, less of what is craft beer than transitioning into where where can I get this? Transitioning into people knowing the brands and knowing beers and being more more um, engaged and enthusiastic about it. So it's. Do you, have pe- do you have people coming from outside the area to come here just for the beers? Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, we have, I mean, just just in the, you know, just in, uh, during season, we're about, I'd say we're about seven, eight minutes from the airport. So there are numerous occasions, it's actually pretty funny, uh, that people, when they land, they actually come we're actually like their first stop as they're heading to wherever they're staying for season interesting so they'll come and they'll and they you know I mean for people now it's more so your brewery is is kind of like the lay of the land for people now so when people come come from abroad or or out of town they want to scope out the local brewery scene um, you know and and they come and hit us up and then they ask hey you know like where else you know what else is here it's, it's kind of breweries are actually becoming almost more of like a, um, a more of like a trademark for for, yeah. for our area and different areas of life. Absolutely, and we've watched a couple of the big ones like um, Bone Hook yes. and uh, uh-huh. Momentum. They've yep. really grown. Yep. You've started to can. It's not in distribution, but you've started to can. Correct. Correct. Here at the brewery, which mm-hmm. is excellent. What um. I'm assuming that the ones in cans are the sort of the big ones here. Um, yeah, so I mean, so we, uh, uh, so we will do our sand crawlers proper, the golden ale, and also our um, our uh, um, um, our last laugh IPA, which is our flagship IPA. So those those we try to make always consistent in cans, and then and then we we tend to um, really specialize in the. Um, um, 
in the hazy New England style IPAs. Okay. So whenever we do, whenever we do brew one, we will like we also can those as well. Um, you know, to go along with our actual, um, to go along with our actual tasting room release as well. Excellent. So anytime we we brew a new hazy IPA and we'll can it and then work on the next one. Nice. Uh, if people are interested, where can they get more information on Palm City? Uh, yeah, so we're on Facebook, Instagram. Um, we also, um, you can, uh, on Facebook, you can look up Palm City Brewing. Um, on, on Instagram, you can look up Palm City Brewing as well. Um, we also have a website, palmcitybeer.com. Okay. Um, so that, I mean, between those those three, you'll kind of get a comprehensive um, um, view off of off of, you know, different events, beer releases, etc. So, okay. Excellent. Thank you very much for your time. Thank I you appreciate very much it. Too, David. If you've been taking a look at social media, you'll notice that the South Florida Taco Battle and Craft Beer Festival is coming to Fort Lauderdale, actually coming to Davie very, very soon. And we are on the line with Yeasty Brews out of Lauder Hill, one of the breweries that is going to be at the event. And so I'm speaking with Danielle and Daniel from Yeasty Brews. How are you both doing today? Doing great. Excellent. Thank you for calling. Yeah, no problem. So how did you get started with a brewery here in South Florida? Well, I'll let Dan take it away. All right. So... I've been in the brew business for the last four or so years, four to five years, just learning, working different breweries, learning different techniques and teaching myself kind of. And Danielle's been there um, supporting, learning as well, getting interested in the brew, um, in the brew industry day by day. So we figured why not take the chance and open a brewery? All our recipes were amazing. And we both saw that and decided we should put our two minds together and come up with something creative. So we just really wanted to share our brews with the world. And, you know, he was always passionate about it. And I kept motivating him and encouraging him so much so that I was like, dang, you love this. I think I need to get into it, too. So uh, we spent a lot of time homebrewing together. And the more I came involved with events and just meeting people in the brew industry, I was like really, really excited to meet new people and learn new things. So with my management and marketing background, I told him, I was like, hey, you really love brewing. I'm getting into loving brewing. Let's do this. Let's make a business out of it. I think that if you follow your passion, then, you know, it's not work. It's just an amazing thing. Excellent. How long have you been going to festivals as Yeasty Brews? Ooh, only a few months now. Not very long. I would say the last like three or four months. Yeah. Okay. Very and easy. I Okay. Awesome. And I had actually sampled one of your beers at the North Miami Brew Fest, which is at near the end of last year. And the I guess you sort of blew my mind telling me that there was no banana in one of the most banana laden Hefeweizens. <laughs> we get that a lot for sure. Well, how did you come to decide on that beer and going so far into the banana route? Well, I would say um, 
you know, everyone was doing milkshake IPAs. That was a big hit. And we personally love those. But we were like, you know, we want to make a little bit of a splash, make a little unique product. So why don't we do something that we're really good at, which Dan's great at making the Hefeweizen, and give it a little twist. So we added the lactose and we added the bourbon vanilla beans. Um, so that really helped with the smoothness, the creaminess, and it just took a Hefeweizen to the next level. Nice. Yeah, it's it's easily one of my favorites. It is just phenomenal. Awesome. Um, now you said that, especially Dan, you said that you've been brewing and going or talking to and working with breweries here in South Florida for years now. What have you seen that you like about South Florida in particular, its burgeoning craft beer scene? I love the family and the amount of camaraderie there is around the beer industry whole. I'm talking brewers, owners, beer reps, um, even craft beer drinkers. I mean, we're nothing without our without our guests, you know, without our consumers. So I just love how everybody is open to something new, open to working together just to have this explosion. You know, it's like down in South Florida, we could be the next San Diego style beer scene and or even Denver, where everybody's just working together to get something new out there in the public and show them, hey, we're craft beer and we're we're here to stay, you know. I think creativity yeah. is um, creativity keeps climbing. Huge. Everybody's doing something new and different, and it's really exciting to see all of this. Uh, how do you say, like ingenuity mm -hmm. among the brew fam? Now you don't have a tap room as of yet, correct? Not yet. No, we only have the brew house where we're making the beer and distributing it. But um, we do have plans to open the tap room. Hopefully, by the end of the year, we're working on things. Um, so we're excited about that. Excellent. Well, in the meantime, where can people go to find your beers? We are in bars and restaurants throughout Miami and Broward County right now. Um, some big supporters are Fat Tap, Lincoln's Beard, Tripping Animals, Aducos. We have Boogie Villas down in uh, Coral Gables area, um, Barracudas. We're on draft there a lot. Cush. Uh, down in the Wynwood area, huge supporters of Kush down there as well. Yeah. And we'll, we'll be start popping up in a lot of bars down in Broward, over in Broward County, since um, that's where the, where that's where the um, brew house is based. So we're going to start doing a big following in Broward County as well, where we'll shortly be in Fat Cats, the original Fat Cats over on Hemmershey. Great. Cool. And like I mentioned earlier, you will be at the uh, third annual Taco Battle and Craft Beer Fest. What are you going to be bringing to that? Well, of course, we're going to be bringing our famous. <laughs> that is our flagship beer. Um, but we're going to bring something new to the table. Uh, we have a beer called Rosé Tailgate. That is a watermelon Belgian pale. So it's going to be light and refreshing, crisp. You can taste the fresh watermelons. We get that from local farmers. That sounds phenomenal. I can't wait to try it. I will be there, which is which is awesome. Oh, yay. We look forward to you trying it.
Excellent. And in the meantime, if anybody is interested in getting more information on Yeasty Brews, where should we go? We do a lot on Instagram, Facebook. Um, our website has up-to-date information on where we'll be pouring. Um, we're going to try and do a lot of events since we know our tap room's not open and we want to get some new recipes in your hands. So I would just say check out uh, everything online. Excellent. Thank you very Thank you both very much for coming on the show, and I can't wait to try that pale ale in a couple of weeks. Yeah, oh, thanks yeah. for having us. We look forward to you trying it too. It'll be great with some tacos. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to the tacos too. Definitely. Absolutely. For sure. We can't wait. As an interesting alternative to beer, Florida is also becoming the home to many kombucha breweries. And we are on the line with Tanya Donati, co-owner of Mother Kombucha based out of St. Petersburg, Florida, who can be found statewide. Tanya, thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Okay, to start with, what is kombucha? So kombucha is a sweet tea that's fermented with a culture of bacteria and yeast. And the end product is, um, uh, at least ours, is quite low in sugar. It is full of probiotics, healthy organic acids, B vitamins, and antioxidants. Now, you said fermented, but these yeah. aren't necessarily alcoholic, are they? Correct. So through the brewing process, kombucha is naturally a low alcohol fermentation, no matter how you do it. To get it high alcohol, you really have to play with it and add in some uh, yeast sources or something like that. So it's naturally low. And then we utilize other methods to make sure that we keep it below the half a percent and then monitor it so that everything going out is below the half a percent because we are not a licensed brewery. Excellent. And but there's a there's a fungus or a mushroom or what is that thing called again? A SCOBY. Is that what you're speaking of? Yeah. It's a SCOBY or a culture. Uh, they, a lot of people call it the, the mother. And um, it is, uh, it's actually cellulose and it's a byproduct of the fermentation that the bacteria makes the, the cellulose. So Interesting. And I'm assuming that that's where you got the name of Mother Kombucha from? Um, it's, it's a kind of a double play on words. Uh, when I started the company myself and one of our other partners, I was a stay at home mom and he was a stay at home dad. So the combination of the culture and our kind of our own personal culture, just, it made a lot of sense. Excellent. So you got started when you were a stay at home mom, uh, right. kombucha. how did it grow from that into a now statewide distribution business? <laughs> Um, it's kind of a funny story. It was not really what I planned on doing. My background is in occupational therapy, and I had been doing that for a good 15, close to 20 years. And um, I was looking at other opportunities where I could continue to help people on their wellness journey without working in the medical model and directly with clients. And I had thought about everything from being a yoga therapist to, oh goodness, I don't even know what all else at that time. But um, so I was home with my uh, two kids and I was drinking a lot of kombucha. And uh, a good friend of mine 
um, had just opened up a juice shop here in St. Pete. And on her opening day, she told me that she, the one thing she wanted that she didn't have was kombucha on tap. And um, not thinking at all about what it would entail, I told her that I would do that for her. And so that's how it started. <laughs> um, it started just as a crazy idea. And I thought that I was just going to make it at home and keg it, which I didn't even think I knew what that really meant at that time. <laughs> and uh, take it into her shop and then that would be it. So, um, but with a little bit of research and time, crazy idea started sounding like a real viable business opportunity. You have a wide variety of flavors and I know one of them is the which I'm assuming is a good solid reference to your uh, St. Petersburg home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. So, um, that, that is a, one of our original flavors from our earliest days, and we kegged it for a long time. And, um, yeah, it's a pineapple coconut with uh, saw palmetto added to it, and uh, it's got this total tropical pina colada taste. And, yeah, being the home of the trop, it just fit. It fit the name. It's not named after the trop. I don't want Tropicana Coca-Cola coming after me. <laughs> uh. Um, what are some of your other popular ones? I actually recently tried the Switchel, which I had never heard of before. Yeah, so our most popular flavors would be the um, the Trop, uh, Blue Rose, which is a blueberry and hibiscus, and it has elderberry and shizandra berry in it as well. And then um, uh, probably our second bestseller right now is the, the Hopped Passion Fruit. And that is actually dry hopped with, with yeah, dry hopped with cask organic cascade hops. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Um, so back to the switchel. What that's a historic style of not necessarily kombucha, correct? Yeah. No. We what happened was when we were in our earliest years, we had people who were, um, and honestly, kombucha's gotten a lot more popular now, and people are more comfortable. But at the time, people would see fermented and trace amounts of alcohol, and they'd be concerned about it um, for a variety of reasons, whether it was religious recovery or you know pregnancy or giving it to their kids. And so we just wanted to have another offering that was definitely not fermented and non-alcoholic. So the Switchel is a um, combination of apple cider vinegar, honey, and ginger. And it's based on a colonial recipe that goes back hundreds of years. Uh, it's also known as Haymaker's Punch. Um, it's, got a, it's got a bunch of, it's got a very interesting uh, background from the colonial era. Interesting. And so you're found in many locations, obviously around the Tampa Bay area, like Publix and such. Uh, right. Seen you in South Florida in places like Lucky's and Winn Dixie, and you are now available or becoming available at Whole Foods. Yeah, so we just got picked up by Whole Foods of Florida. So that launch is rolling out as we speak. We should be on um, all the Whole Foods Florida shelves by the last week in April. If somebody is interested in trying some of your flavors, what's the best place for them to find that information? Um, if they visit our website, motherkombucha.com, we have a store locator and they can find all our spots around um, Florida and the Southeastern US. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for your time. I do appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, thanks so much for having me.
Thank you for listening to episode 10 of the Florida Beer Podcast. It's a little short this week, but we still have some great information and hope you enjoyed. Florida Beer Podcast is a production of FloridaBeerBlog.com. Find us at FloridaBeerBlog.com on the internet. We're on social media at FloridaBeerBlog on Instagram and Twitter. FLBeerBlog on Facebook. Or you can write to us directly at FloridaBeerBlog at gmail.com. Our intro announcer is Jeff Brozovich. Today's music comes courtesy of Scott Holmes, and you can find these songs and more at scottholmesmusic.com. Thank you to today's guests, and if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please subscribe, rate us, and leave a review on the podcasting app of your choice. It helps others find this podcast as well. We'll see you soon, and thank you for listening. Drink Florida Craft. you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.